the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Your daily source for in-depth business and investing news. We are Business 1440, KYCR, Golden Valley, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The global death toll from the coronavirus has now surpassed 100,000. More than half the U.S. deaths are clustered around New York City. Meanwhile, Americans apparently getting used to the idea of wearing face masks outdoors. Los Angeles resident Linda Chenault says anybody who goes outside should put one on. It's important that everybody does their part. And so it's part of the deal for us all to get healthy. So I'm okay with it. Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina says he's pleased to see the way Americans have responded to the COVID-19 pandemic. We are flattening the curve because we're following the recommendations of social distancing and washing our hands, not touching our faces, wearing masks, uh, especially around our elderly family and friends. Scott tells the Salem Radio Network President Trump has done a great job of handling the virus as he listens to advice from a wide range of experts. This is SRN News. Some may see a sprinter. At the NFHS, we see a future leader already off to the races. Some may see a volleyball player. Good hit! Way to go, girl! At the NFHS, we see a spike in confidence that will help her achieve her potential. What else do we see? Musicians learning to march to their own beat. We're the NFHS the national leader and advocate for high school athletics and activities in America, helping today's teenagers develop the skills they need to become tomorrow's leaders. And we see it happening in communities across Minnesota every single day. Learn more about the NFHS commitment to youth at NFHS.org. This message presented by the NFHS, the National Federation of State High School Associations. Hi, this is Lee and Matthew with the Kingdom Builders. We've just been reflecting recently on the unchanging nature of the Lord Jesus Christ. We've also been reflecting on the fact that we tend to make changes in our business every year, whether it's in equipment or whether it's personnel or even our understanding of how things work in our industry. We're constantly changing and hopefully getting better and better and better all the time. But it's so comforting when you're thinking about these things to remember that the Lord Jesus and his message, the gospel, and the result of believing in the gospel are unchanging. At the Kingdom Builders, we're constantly making changes to serve you better, but there's one thing that doesn't change, that we're centered on the foundation of the Lord Jesus. So if you'd like an honest assessment on your roof or gutters, give us a call at 612-900-9166 or look us up at thekingdombuilders.com. That's thekingdombuilders.com. The following program was pre-recorded. 
The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. I want every American to be prepared for the hard days that lie ahead. Basically the worst parts of the Bible. Is it safe? It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. States are competing against states. Shameful. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Shut it down. Screw your P&L. America will pay you more not to work than work. This is a wartime issue, and a wartime mobilization is what's needed. It's like people only do things because they get paid. And that's just really sad. This is the time for all Americans to come together and do our part. We had the greatest economy in the world. We had the greatest economy in the history of our country. I think in the end we'll be stronger for it. When will then be now? Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Now, here's King Banyan. I feel like my arms should be out at my, above my head. Oh, I love that. King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Good morning. Good to talk to you here. Um, as the voice said at the beginning, yes, we are pre-recorded, but it's of course Holy Week and uh, Holy Weekend coming up. So, in uh, Easter Sunday, so first and foremost, uh, to to those of you listen who uh, believe in uh, Jesus Christ, um, it's a day. It's a day that we let pass between uh, two two of the most eventful days in our religion. Uh, as a believer myself, uh, I am taking the weekend to spend time reading and and. And thinking, and if you're looking for material on Twitter, as we usually have at Pound KBRS, you're not going to find it. Not this morning. I won't be there. But there's so much to talk about. We had to be sure that we had some new material for you. There's so many things happening. Of course, we're all probably, me included, wishing we could be with our families. We can't. Um, I've been on the phone with my mom pretty much every day this past week uh, she lives she lives far from here my son lives only 4 miles from here but i haven't seen him i haven't seen him since um early march and i haven't seen my grandson since early march and so we're all living with that that sort of uh i don't know uh it, it's kind of hard but there's just i mean but at the same time we're doing this we have an economy that is seems to be at some point spiraling out of control and we kind of wonder what what is happening and and so um thanks to uh Salem thanks to uh John Berg and uh and and uh, to Eric uh uh who's on the boards today uh, controlling the 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 ones and twos thanks to Lee and uh, Nick and the entire crew at Salem the, for giving me a chance to put some thoughts down for you this morning there we had some audio uh over the week that uh, simply has to be heard to be believed including one two and a half minute clip that's like every every time he says something you go what you have to hear it you simply have to hear it to to even even uh, understand and i will play that for you a little bit later but i find myself wanting first and foremost to figure out how to do um the dr evil sound of um uh, the Doctor Evil sound of uh, um, of Austin Powers. So I could do I could do this six thousand billion dollars. 
$6,000 billion. That, in fact, that, in fact, is the new size of your Federal Reserve balance sheet. If you say $1,000 billion, what's that? Well, with us Americans, that actually gets called a trillion. We One have a million dollars. Exactly. Except take that million dollars and put a million million dollars. And that's one of these. We need six of those. We need one million million dollars six times. That's the current balance sheet as of Thursday night of the Federal Reserve. Which we had been kind of pulling our hair out when it got past four and a half. It got down to about 3.7, 3.8. Remember quantitative tightening? Yeah, you won't be seeing that again for a while. Not at all, not at all. But uh, but you uh, you will see that in fact uh, we have we have uh, six trillion dollars, and this came um, already in place when the Fed on Thursday morning started to announce that they were going to be buying more and more securities, more and more mortgages, more and more bonds from different parts of the economy. It's worth remembering, right? At one point, the Federal Reserve only bought Treasury bills. Treasury bills are U.S. Treasury securities, which means they're backed by the full faith of credit of the United States, and they're bought for they're bought uh, for maturities of less than one year. They're the same things that go in your money market mutual funds. They're supposed to be rock solid. Steve Leisman on CNBC on Thursday morning announced what new things they were choosing to buy. Play cut number one, please, Eric. Tyler, thanks. Uh, New York Fed announcing it will slow the pace of its purchases next week of treasuries from $50 billion a day to $30 billion a day, and also reducing the mortgage-backed securities it buys uh, from $25 billion to $15 billion daily. So add the two up, that's $45 billion. It is a reduced pace. It's still quite a bit, but it's actually potentially a positive sign in that the Fed feels less need to come in on a daily basis and buy those securities in order to uh, shore up those markets. Fed Chair Jay Powell talked about that today, that he thought there was better, if it was improvement in the markets, and this is a policy sign or acting out the policy of what the Fed Chairman has observed. Now, so understand what that was, okay? Leesman's saying they're buying fewer treasury securities, they're buying fewer mortgage-backed securities. Why? Because those are the safest assets that are available. And if they buy those, if they buy those in the quantity they had, if they continue to do repo transactions on with those securities, those interest rates would go below zero. Those interest rates would go, would would have gone all the way down to zero. So earlier in the day, so th- that morning, uh, Thursday morning, this comes out. Leesman tells us this, and at the same time, they say what additional things they're buying. Then Muhammad Al Arian, uh, also this would have been on uh, on Bloomberg, uh, on on this Bloomberg station. Uh, on Thursday, describes what it is the the Fed is buying instead and why he thinks it's a good thing. Play cut number four, please, Eric. Astounding. Confirms that the Fed is all in. Um, Targets 
municipals, targets Main Street, does not target high yield, and I don't think it should. But it's another confirmation that central banks are all in. And we had an earlier confirmation from the Bank of England today. So there should be no doubt that they'll do whatever it takes to contain the damage, hoping that this proves to be a short, sudden stop. Otherwise, it brings up a whole host of issues for central banking. Well, it does bring up a, a, a whole host of issues, and I maybe more more issues than uh, than maybe we had figured we had figured on, because you heard uh, El Arian say they were not going to be buying uh, uh, junk bonds. Clarification came from the Fed only a f- couple hours after that, and they announced that they announced this, and this is this is the part where I think everyone's going to eventually. Uh, lose their minds. Uh, we're on a holiday weekend, so you know, for many people, this is a holiday weekend. So there isn't going to be a whole lot of discussion about this until Monday. But I think think Monday and Tuesday after Easter, you're going to hear a whole lot of people asking, "What on earth are you folks doing?" Because the Fed comes out and says, "Look, we don't want to buy junk bonds." However. And once you hear the however, you go, whoa, what, what? Head pops up. However, if your bond was investment grade as of as of March 23rd, you're good. In other words, if you were a company that had investment grade bonds, triple B or above, and you were at... You were at, say, uh, you were at Triple B, and then Moody's or Fitch or S&P come in and say, we're downgrading you from investment grade to junk grade, to high yield. Okay, that'd be a company like Ford. They got downgraded to junk status in the last two weeks. The Fed said, no, they're good. We'll buy, we'll, we, we'll buy bonds of Ford. Don't you worry. Those, those are eligible collateral. This points out something that's very fundamental that you should know. And I, I credit Scott Sumner, retired uh, faculty member in the economics department at Brandeis University outside of Boston for making this fundamental point. You're going to ask, what's the limit? What, what is the limit of what it is, what the Fed can do to, ba- to balance the balance, to expand the balance sheet at this particular moment i have to say i think the answer is and i agree with some professor sumner with this i don't think there's a limit as long as they can find an asset to buy they'll find a way to qualify it by using their using the powers of a special provision in the federal reserve act to say 13, you know, their 13-3 status, and they're going to go ahead and say, that's, uh, that's good enough, we'll buy that. I began to wonder if I was to take a sheet of construction paper and write on it with a crayon, would that, in fact, get qualified to be bought by, by the Fed? I don't think there's a limit to this. We'll talk more about that and some reactions to that right after this. You are listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Tripped on a cloud and fell eight miles high.
Do you currently get regular structured settlement or annuity payments from an insurance company for a personal injury, auto accident claim, wrongful death, or inheritance? If so, you don't have to wait for months or even years to get the cash you need now to cover urgent expenses like debts, tuition, medical bills, or exciting events like a new baby or down payment on a home. With over 25 years experience, J.G. Wentworth, the country's leader in structured settlement purchasing, has helped thousands of people get the cash they need. Call today at 800 741 We offer flexible options that pay you a lump sum of cash for a portion of your payments, ensuring you get the money you need now while still receiving future payments from your structured settlement or annuity. And unlike others, J.G. Wentworth is a direct funder and can streamline the process, helping you get the lump sum of cash you need faster. For your free cash now quote, call 800-741-5929. That's 800-741-5929. 800-741-5929. Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to Business 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. You know, spring cleaning doesn't just mean the deep clean you do around the house once a year. You may want to do some tidying up for your business's digital marketing, and Salem Surround can help. Whether you're just getting started in the world of digital marketing or already have a plan that's not getting results, we give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Salem Surround provides your business with all your marketing needs under one roof. And face it, in 2020, if you're not effectively using digital media, you're behind the competition and losing sales. Salem Surround will help identify any weak points in your marketing strategy and consult with you to bring solutions that will meet your needs and exceed your expectations. Total market saturation for increased return on investment. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and to learn how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com surroundmsp.com connecting you with new customers here is your class valedictorian you want your child to succeed at every level in life to succeed they need a solid foundation your child's education is an opportunity to instill a lifetime's worth of christ inspired principles to create that foundation at TwinCitiesTuitions.com, we help your child get into a private Christian school for 50% off their first year. For more information, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Pick it up or take it out, RackShackToGo.com or RackShackDelivery.com. It's so easy. Hey, you've been working hard. Half the staff is gone and your crew needs a lift. Go to RackShackToGo.com for pickup or RackShackDelivery.com and we'll bring it out to you. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. Business 1440. Happy Easter to everyone listening today. If you're thinking, oh, I got a I got a really good question for King, mail it to me. We are we're talking to you uh, live via Memorex um, here on uh, Business 1440. You can tweet us, tweet at us at pound KBRS. Just include that in the hashtag, and you can be sure I'll see it. Um, glad, glad you could be here with us uh, this this uh, holy weekend. Um, so when we left, the question was, "What is the Fed buying?" And the answer to me is simply, "What's it not buying?" 
Right now, it's allowed to buy the entire panoply of, of, of corporate bonds with the exception of something that was junk bond status before the collapse of the stock market. So if you were if you were a yucky bond back back in February, you don't your your bond can't be used as collateral. But it's worth remembering what this transaction is. This transaction is for banks and other a- agencies that have access to the credit facilities to get credit from the Federal Reserve and pledge as collateral some security. Now, go back and think. I said in the opening segment, the first thing that, uh, up until 2007, pretty much the only thing that could be pledged as collateral was a treasury bill, a treasury security that matured within a year, so that you knew within a year you could get the par value. They would discount that that security slightly, so they assured that, that you they would always get back the money they put in. We now have a Federal Reserve balance sheet that is taking on risk. And this is the reason for my concern. Now, there are those who will say, hey, central banks can't ever go bust. There are those, the the market monitors, who will say, the government can print money all it wants. Because there's always demand for our, our money. When, that, when we've printed too much, we'll get inflation, and then what we'll have to do is we'll have to print less, and we'll do that by buying out that, that money by raising taxes. That sounds, like a, that sounds okay, right? But have we ever been in a situation before, and the answer is no, where we are going to put onto the balance sheet of the Fed securities that we can't be sure will end up paying us back 100%. Remember, at first it was only treasury bills. Then it was treasury bills and mortgage-backed securities issued by Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, Ginnie Mae. By, by the Mays, okay? They, those securities... While not backed with full faith and credit of the of the U.S. government, were assumed to operate almost as if they did. There was an implicit, if not explicit, guarantee. During the Great Recession, the quality of the mortgage-backed securities was a little bit, a little bit hampered, and so we would go through some. Let me say, let me t- if you don't know this word, I'll teach it to you. Leisure de men. Leisure de men means, means uh, basically a card trick, a hand trick. Men means French, and leisure is, 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 men is hand, and, and, and uh, leisure um, is, um, is a trick. So a trick of the hand. And the trick of the hand in this case was things like the maiden lane facility. How many of you remember Maiden Lane? If you raise your hand, you might now self-identify as a Federal Reserve geek. Welcome to the club. Federal Reserve geeks will remember that Maiden Lane was the facility that was created to take all of the bad debt from Bear Stearns, sock it away, 
in a place, hopefully get that money back, the plan was, and then in return issue good debt that would go on to the balance sheet of the company that acquired that acquired uh, uh, Bear Stearns, which was, of course, J.P. Morgan. Um, that's back in 2000, that's back in early 2008. Um, we're doing that again. Part of the CARES Act was to create a facility like Maiden Lane that could be used to provide a backstop for the purchases of loans from the, from the Small Business Administration, which would act as a facilitator that would allow the banks to bring money back. We got to talk about that because that that has been kind of a messy thing. Okay, they have they were going. They, banks don't want to make loans at one percent to you know to basically allow companies to keep paying their employees and hopefully get the economy back and roaring again. These debt are forgivable, but forgivable by whom was a question. Well, the answer is forgivable by the U.S. government, so they had to get it off the bank's balance sheet. So to do that, they had to create this. This has opened Pandora's box. Okay, and indeed, uh, uh, Danielle DiMartino Booth, who used to work at the Federal Reserve Bank of Dallas and now runs Quill Intelligence, a, a financial uh, advising firm, um, basically said as much and said, hey, I guess they have to do this, but boy is the genie out of the bottle now. Let's go ahead, Eric, and play cut number five, please. Well, you know what? Um, I have absolutely no trouble. The Federal Reserve has always been a conduit to banks in this country, and it's clear that uh, that there's a little bit of clog in the system right now when it comes to getting uh, liquidity to small businesses. So I truly take my hat off to the Fed in terms of how it can help facilitate small business lending through this Main Street facility. So I hope that that gets up and running very quickly and that we see details of that very soon. Um, but you know, as far as I'm concerned, that they've already crossed the Rubicon by uh, by bailing out the corporate bond market. The next step, obviously, obviously, would be junk bonds and then equities. And junk bonds, that Rubicon got crossed. Not even two hours after Ms. DiMartino Booth said those very words. Okay, let me let me go get the. Uh, I have to go get that article. Okay, uh, the. To save the even adding junk bonds to the assets it can buy. This is from uh, CNBC on Thursday. The Fed provided details of some programs it had already announced, but announced some new ones and some surprises. Fed Chairman Jerome Powell said after the announcement that the Fed was aiming its efforts at the part of the real economy that needs the most help, and that other programs could be added. As part of its announcement. The Fed expanded its corporate lending program to take, in, uh, into, take it into an entirely new area, including ETFs of companies that are, related, are rated below investment grade. It had previously announced a program to buy investment grade corporate debt in ETFs. ETFs are exchange-traded funds, meaning that you can pledge as your collateral a mutual fund traded on an open exchange that holds corporate debt and now, indeed, even includes, even includes that with of less than corporate debt, less than investment grade debt, I should say. It will also now accept AAA rated commercial mortgage-backed securities, collateralized lo- loan obligations as part of its term asset-backed securities lending facility, first created in the financial crisis. 
So they've learned how to do this. They've been doing this for a while. It shouldn't surprise. It should surprise nobody that they're doing this. Uh, and uh, and and it's still go. It's it's still going on, and they're expanding this further and further. Um, they're they're. The Fed provided details on its Main Street business lending program, setting a target of six hundred million billion in loans of one million to two hundred to twenty five million for mid sized businesses, and it will provide term finance to banks involved in the payroll protection program. Again, that's the program that's being used through SBA to help small businesses keep people employed by providing them loans that basically represent eight weeks of pay for their employees. So as long as you keep them, that loan doesn't have to be paid back. That's going to get swallowed up with money that's paid in to this maiden lane-like facility from the U.S. Treasury. So that's the situation that, they, that they're in now. And this is an utterly remarkable uh, uh, turn of events, I would say. Just an utterly remarkable turn of events. And I think it's worth asking yourself, how did we get to this place? And is this really the way in which we are supposed to be operating our, our economy? Uh, Peter Bookvar, who's the chief investment officer at Bleakley Advisory Group, whose, whose weekly summaries of economic news I frequently use in uh, putting this show together, uh, says, Now outside of buying stocks, every asset class is open for the Fed to buy. They're worried about credit. They consider themselves a lender of last resort. They're now the lender of all resorts. Going below investment grade into high-yield junk area is now a dangerous area they've headed into. But there'll be a discussion for another day. By the way, one thing that happens if you do this, if you do this, it actually reduces the amount you can buy because, because you can leverage 10 to 1 in a purchase of investment-grade corporate bonds according to the trading rules. But if you buy junk bonds, you can only leverage at 7 to 1. And so the total amount of liquidity that they can inject is reduced by their decision today to have actually gone ahead and reduced the by, by a, deciding that they can invest in junk bonds. Really remarkable stuff. Just broke, uh, just broke on Thursday afternoon or late late morning for us here, and much more to say about that. Is this really worth all this? We'll talk in just a moment more about that King Bang Show business fourteen forty. baby move in your tummy? How does the baby eat? Can the baby hear me? How did the baby get in there? Wow, a pregnancy can sure generate a lot of questions, but what's important is that a baby is a baby inside and out of the womb, not just after birth, but nine months before at conception. That's right. Every baby is a miracle. Hello, my name is Marianne Kuharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org or better yet, simply dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say the key word pro-life. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-life across America, the 
Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all, the few, the proud, the Marines. So I'm standing here right now looking at 10 different brand new LG refrigerators, stoves, washers, and dryers. And we have all 10 listed at a minimum of $500 cheaper than most of our competitors. That's huge considering at PJ's Appliance Outlet, we do not use the fictional, often inflated MSRP price that most appliance stores use to get these savings. At PJ's, we're discounting real-time competitors pricing for the same appliances throughout the cities. Hey, it's PJ here from PJ's Appliance Outlet. Now, I know you've heard all about how our customers travel from all over the Twin Cities to save hundreds, sometimes thousands, on name-brand appliances. In fact, customers upgrading several appliances have more often than not walked out of our store saving thousands. There's only so much I can say in a radio ad about our products, prices, and ironclad warranties. So if you're looking for a new appliance or just feel like browsing, come check us out at PJsApplianceOutlet.com. That's PJsApplianceOutlet.com, where every deal is a steal. Yes, sir. Federal Reserve riding to the rescue. Central banks around the world riding to the rescue. And we're here to tell you all about it. King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Thank you for listening. I have always wanted to play in an orchestra where I could do that. I've, we've never gotten to do that particular piece in an orchestra I've played with. I, I did... Eric won't know this. I don't even know if John knows this. I played violin and viola in a high, in in a state high school orchestra, a youth orchestra. Um, I wanted to be a guitarist in a rock band, but uh, end up being uh, the principal violist in a in a youth orchestra. Ah, close enough. Uh, anyway, <laughs> hope you're following us here on the show. Thank you for listening today. We've been talking about the Federal Reserve's actions to uh, promote things. This all comes under the umbrella of something called the Main Street Lending Program, which is a $600 billion facility, which now they've added to. In, in essence, the Fed just came forward and said, we're going to put another $2.3 trillion on the line. As I said at the beginning of the show, the Federal Reserve's balance sheet has now reached $6 trillion as of Thursday night. Or excuse me, actually as of Wednesday. Uh, reported Thursday evening. $6 trillion. At the height of quantitative, expand, of quantitative easing, that balance sheet was below $5 trillion. $1 million. 
And they are going to get themselves another 2.3. So I had said, I think on the show, either last week or two weeks ago, that they were going to go to 9 or 10. And I had, I had someone else saying the very same thing. I think it was Carl Riccadonna, who you hear here on Bloomberg Radio frequently throughout the week, on weekdays here. Um, uh, and and Car- I said, I think Carl's absolutely right. I think you're going to have a $9, a nine trillion dollar uh, balance sheet. And I don't think it's going to, I thought it would take them at least to the end of the year to get there. I now think they're going to be there within the next three months, $9 trillion. Uh, now it drops five points. I'm glad my money's tied up in hay. Well, I'll tell you what, you probably do want your money tied up in hay because Probably real assets are going to have some have some value here if we're going to put nine trillion dollars in the economy. There's a real question here. Let, let, let me talk about this for a moment. I was going to talk about the I was going to talk about uh, the the Main Street lending program, but let me take let me hit a pause here for a second and, and give you this information instead uh, because uh, there's a real difference between how we're going to do uh, whether or not we're going to have deflation, which it looks like for a while we're going to have it. Did I say this? I didn't, and I, of course, we, we mentioned before we're pre-recording this, so so I don't know what your gas prices look like this, mor- this, this morning on Saturday morning, but when I was driving on Wednesday evening, $1.64 at, at the local station down the street from me up here in St. Cloud, and as I tweeted at Pound KBRS on Thursday evening, I had a friend send me a, send me a picture of, of a quick trip in Lakeville, 79.9 cents. That's right, 80 cents a gallon for unleaded regular gas at the quick trip in Lakeville. It's not advertising for, this is not advertising for quick trip. They don't need my help. It's just saying, 80 cents. By the way, premium was almost a buck and a half. Who's buying premium? I have a car that says you must put 91 91 octane gas in this car. If the difference is between 80 cents and a buck and a half, guess what? You're going to have to take the diet gas for a while. Sorry. Because I know that the I know the premium gas gets me better MPG, but it doesn't get me double MPG. I will run what I want to run. And yes, you can just tweet at me and tell me I'm damaging my engine. I wouldn't do it forever, but I'd do it for a little while deal with that but that brings up an interesting point we have we we probably won't talk maybe we will in the next hour about the uh opec russia the opec plus opec russia battle that is still going on they're still having conversations about what to do about oil prices but but one thing that could happen is if we're all home and told not to buy stuff that should cause massive deflation and putting more money into the system would seem to be a way in which you could offset that and try to get try to hold up. But again, if the economy can be turned back on with a switch, if you could turn the economy back on with a switch, then that says you're going to end up with a lot of inflation down the road. And if we have a nine trillion dollar, if we have a nine trillion dollar balance sheet. And yes, I understand the balance sheet's supposed to be unwound. That's what they told us with quantitative easing. How'd that how'd that turn out for you? 
I think I, I think the size of the balance sheets is a one-way ratchet. I don't know that I particularly am worried about about that. But we're doing this for something that even somebody like Robert Schiller, who certainly is not a person whose politics I probably agree with a whole lot, but who I think of as being a very sensible person, said some very sensible things in an interview on CNBC on Thursday. This is Robert Schiller talking about whether or not this is actually, a, you know, when people say, well, if we don't do this, we're going to end up with a depression. Uh, Schiller doesn't think so. Uh, Eric, play cut number two for me, please. Well, this isn't the same story as the Great Depression. Uh, and bringing up the Great Depression lasted 10 years. They didn't have unemployment right under 12% until the decade was over. Uh, and that was uh, uh, a great story, and we still remember it. It's a popular narrative. Uh, but this is a this is a pandemic. This is uh, it, it. It shouldn't last ten years. It should be over in one or two years, and we might develop a cure for this uh, or a vaccine. Uh, so it's. Not, but a lot of talk does conflate it with the uh, Great Depression. Yeah, it's right. It's not. It's not really the Great Depression, is it? It's not the It's not the Great Depression. It's not at all the Great Depression. And for that reason, I really don't think this is a deflationary episode. Not for long. It's deflationary for a while, but that's just the that's just an, an artifice of the fact that we're we're going to we're going to in essence force the economy to stop. We're forcing consumers to stop spending money on things like. Things like restaurants, like entertainment, like and, and so forth. And I am not. You will hear at least in this hour, and I don't think I'm going to do it in the next hour. I'm not discussing the balance of whether or not we should have this thing extended into into May or this stay-at-home order extended into May or not. Okay, I tell people right up front. My only role in talking about about the about the pandemic is to look at the government policies that are being put in place to fight that pandemic and tell you what's likely to happen as a result of those policies. I can't measure, I'm not going to pretend that I can measure the number of people that are going to die. I can do, I can do statistical forecasts, I can read charts, I can, do a number, I can do a number of things, and indeed I participate in a forecasting exercise where you try to predict the number of cases, the number of deaths in a variety of countries over over a medium term time horizon, uh, maybe even as far out as maybe even as far out as June or July. I can't tell you that part, but what I can tell you, what I, the part I can tell you is this: a nine trillion dollar Fed balance sheet for something that even uh, a person as sensible as as Bob Schiller says isn't going to be a depression. That concerns me probably as much as, in the long run, it concerns me as much as I'm concerned about the size of the about about the size the length of uh, a shutdown in Minnesota, New York, or any other state. Those are tremendously painful, and I actually will take a moment to talk in the next segment about that. But they're not as painful to me as the idea that you now have an economy where the Federal Reserve 
is just like every other central bank. It owns every kind of asset under the sun. When you decide it's okay to buy junk bonds, there's no reason not to buy securities. You, you, I mean, DiMartino Booth is right. You've crossed the, the, the Rubicon. You're on the other side, and you're charging your way up to a world where you really have a bank that's no different than the Bank of Japan, that really is no different than, than the ECB. There's nothing, there's nothing left. There's nothing left to, to constrain the Fed from making the balance sheet whatever the heck it wants. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banya Show on Business 1440. You're welcome as the flowers on Mockingbird Hill When the sun in the morning peeps over the Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. Whoa, look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream Business 1440. Top shelf choices include TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, our free app, and Radio.com. Do you have a relief factor success story that you'd be willing to share here on my show? If so, I'd like you to call Relief Factor on 800-500-8384 and option 5 and tell them your pain-free success story. We'd love to hear it. And maybe I'll play it on my show. That's 800-500-8384, option 5. In the meantime, for all the rest of you still struggling with pain, you've already heard many testimonials about neck, back, shoulder, hip, or knee pain. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son owners of Relief Factor, have created the three-week quick starter pack, and they've discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Pain from getting older, exercise, or just everyday living is no fun. That's why Pete and Seth created this amazing 100% drug-free supplement, and now tens of thousands of people are taking it every day. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. That's relieffactor.com. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-881-4747. That's 1-800-881-4747. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-881-4747. SelectQuote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. Your Amazon smart speaker is now your all-access pass to financial strategists, economic pros, and more. Tune in with Alexa. Just say, play Business Radio 1440. That's play Business Radio 1440. 
All right, so I know what this is about. Welcome back, King Bangy Show, Business 1440. I was telling uh, John and Eric about my setup here at the house. Uh, Little Radio 101. If you're trying to record from home, you either need to spend a lot of time insulating a room to prevent echoing, or you have to sit in a room that's so large the echo doesn't have a chance to get back to your microphone. I'm in the latter. I'm sitting at a table made of particle board in the middle of my basement, and there isn't a thing around me. I've got random things put onto this table to help prevent the sound from bouncing off the wall that I'm facing, because you're always facing a wall. But other than that, there's there's nothing here. And... It's almost like sitting in the middle of a warehouse all by yourself. It feels like one of those spy shows where you walk where, you know, someone drags the drags the bad guy in front of James Spader, uh, playing Raymond Reddington and um and Reddington just kind of smiles on him and everybody knows he's got a gun under the table. I got no gun. Okay, so anyway. Uh Glad to, glad to be with you here. Uh, we are talking about what the Fed has done. Basically, the $2.3 trillion uh, uh, announced plan, uh, putting everything in play um, to see if they can solve things. Um, as I played just before the break, uh, uh, Robert Schiller from Yale University, the irrational exuberance author, um, uh, Nobel laureate, um, spent spent time on CNBC saying that this wasn't going to be a, a, a the Great Depression, that it's a lot different. And he was further asked about that and, and said this. Play cut number three for me, Eric. Well, the, the shortage of supplies is generating horrible news stories uh, that put us all on edge. Uh, and so that may mean, uh, it depends on how the psychological reaction is to that, but it may mean that... Uh, People won't go back to restaurants or sporting events in good numbers for years, you know. I mean, the, the disease might well not be eradicated several years from now. And it, it's just the memory of this event will, will keep people somewhat away. Not, not uh, you know, it's not necessarily the Great Depression, but it might, uh, we might not be back up uh, to our previous uh, uh, peak uh, for a long time. Now, there have been a lot of reports um, who've indicated that we're, the economy is going to decline rapidly over the next, uh, over the next, few, uh, over the next few months. And it's not unusual to find a uh, forecast out there that will say uh, GDP in the second quarter is going to drop 25%. It's going to drop 30%. It's going to drop 35%. I've seen numbers that I, I've even seen a forty from somebody, which I think is a little out of hand. Um, I think forty is a little extreme. But look, we've just we experienced this week uh, uh, an unemployment insurance rate at six points. Excuse me, an unemployment initial claims for unemployment insurance. Pardon me, of six point six million additional people on top of the six point six that filed the week before, on top of the three and a half that filed the week before that. 16 million people unemployed, okay, over, you know, just between 
mid-March, and now. That indicates to me that you could expect a minimum of a 20%, 25% decline in in second quarter GDP. I, I think that's that's already baked in the cake in everybody's estimates. But you should be very careful in how you interpret that. And I am and, and I'm cautioning people to be very careful. And I said this on our Twitter feed at Pound KBRS. Just because you hear someone say GDP decline in Q2 is going to be minus 30% doesn't mean that GDP is 30% smaller. Because the way we always give you the number is to say seasonally adjusted at an annual rate. All right? So GDP doesn't decline by 30%. GDP will decline in the second quarter by about 7%. And if it continued to do that for three more quarters, then we'd be down 30%. That's what it means to be seasonally adjusted annual rate. We'll take that number. We will fit it to what the average second quarter number is, which is, by the way, high. The second quarter GDP number is usually the highest GDP number of all of them. And then we think it's going to bounce back. And as I do the measurements, as I do the measurement of that, so I took a, I took a whack at this. First quarter GDP, I think, is probably going to be a minus one or a minus two, but I could be wrong. It could be near zero. There's some, there's some indicators that you could even possibly get a plus 0.5 or a plus 1 GDP now from uh, the GDP now cast from the Atlanta Fed was at 1.0% uh, the latest reading could be could be 1% and then you put 25 on that most of the full year 4C would indicate that the second half GDP numbers will grow at an annual rate of 9% off that heavy bottom and that means that for the full year of 2020, the drop in GDP is probably somewhere in the area of 2 to 3%. That's not a Great Depression. It's not even remotely close to a Great Depression. And did the Fed's super bazooka help to keep us from having the next Great Depression? Well, given what they, have, what they did... A couple of years ago, in response to the 10-year anniversary of the uh, of the TARP and the uh, and the Great Recession and the and the and the meltdown of September 2008, given what they did for that, I imagine I imagine there's going to be quite a bunch of uh, champagne drunk in uh, in March of 2030. We saved it because I, you know, I don't think we're going to end up with an economy that's 10% smaller on a permanent basis. But what I do think we're going to have, just as just as uh, uh, Schiller stated, is it's going to take a long time for people to be willing to do all the things they did before. I look at my my neighborhood movie theater and I say, when am I going to go back to that? When am I going to be willing to go see another movie at the movie theater? When am I going to be able to see or willing to go see? Um. A baseball game. Oh, man, I so badly want to go watch the Twins. I think they're loaded this year. 
on the best estimates, sometime about a month from now, they're going to actually try to restart at least a, a little additional spring training down in Arizona and have everybody play there without their families and without fans. I'm sorry. I don't really think that's going to happen. Okay? So sporting events, not going to happen. Restaurants. They're going to insist on uh, social distance there for, for a good year or so, I would guess. So the restaurant that used to be able to seat 80 probably can now seat 40. Maybe fewer. If you had a restaurant that had 50 seats and now had to go to 25, I'm, I hope you can figure out how to make the numbers work. I'm not telling you you're going to go away. But I know enough about restaurants to know that's an entirely different business model to run a restaurant that seats 40 rather than one that seats 80, one that seats 25 rather than one that seats 50. And if you're in the restaurant business, you know what I'm talking about, and you, you probably have already started to think about that. So I really, really, really think you should be paying more attention to the idea that GDP probably won't be a Great Depression, but you're probably also looking at something that's going to grow slower for the foreseeable future. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Wally Langfellow, Eric Nelson, Minnesota Score Magazine, Minnesota Score Radio. Time for the two-minute score. Well, Wally, in this COVID-19 pandemic, uh, a lot of people are coming out with uh, different topics to get through the timeout sports is going through with no games. And that means we're getting rankings and lists of all-time greats. I saw one media person the other day uh, listed his all-time Minnesota Twins team, and then chose the greatest Twins player of all time, selecting Joe Maurer over Kirby Puckett. And I said to myself, okay, Joe had a great career. He may go to the Hall of Fame. But no way, shape, or form am I choosing Joe Maurer to be the greatest twin of all time. To me, that is a horse race between Harmon Killebrew and Kirby Puckett, and I give the nudge to Puck because he played on two World Series winning teams. Boy, and I think that you could probably even pull a couple of other names out of there as well. What about Rod Carew? How do you not include Rod Carew or make him your number one Twins player of all time if you're not going to pick Harmon Killebrew? Yeah, I don't know if Joe's even in my top five. Okay, let's see. Harmon, Carew, Oliva. Yeah, maybe Maurer's in the top five. He, he's probably right there, but I got to tell you, I think that, and you're not even including pitchers. You know, what about Frank Viola? Or Burt Blylevin or, or Johan Santana. Yeah, there's a lot of guys that would fit that mold. I'm with you, though. I'm saying it's either Kirby or Harmon or possibly Rod Carew. You know what? I'm going with Rodney Klein Carew, my top twin of all time. All right. I'll go with the puck. Minnesota Score Radio, Saturdays at noon on AM 1440. How do you define strength? Is it physical? Hot, hot. Or is it mental? 
Maybe it's both. Maybe it's whatever empowers a person to dig deeper, fight harder, and overcome obstacles that once seemed insurmountable. Discover how much stronger and more confident your children can be. Encourage them to participate in a sport when they go to high school. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Do you feel a draft whenever you're near your windows? Are you having trouble opening and closing them? Call the experts at Great Plains Windows and Doors. Great Plains sells and installs only high-quality Anderson windows and doors, made right here in Minnesota. Don't put off replacing your old windows and doors any longer. When you want the job done right the first time, call Great Plains Windows and Doors. Online at Great Plains Windows.